Hey everyone, you're listening to A Walk Across Texas State. I'm Bridget Sarbu, joined with Tori Graham, and today we had the pleasure of talking with Angela Bailey, who is a recent Texas State graduate. She graduated in December of 2019, and she is currently a UX researcher with Indeed. We got to talk to her about the whole field of user experience, and we sort of geeked out. So we hope that you can enjoy this and really get some great tips on your job search. Okay. So, Angela, thank you for joining us today on A Walk Across Texas State. Um, I want to kind of start the conversation just by reflecting a little bit. I remember, I think I first met you sometime in 2018, and you came to me, you scheduled an appointment, but you already knew what you wanted to do. So it wasn't like a, hey, I need help figuring out what to do. It was very much so, I want to do this, but I'm having some trouble getting there, so do you have any advice or anything like that? And the this in this case, it was user experience, which is all about our episode today. We're going to talk a lot about that. But I was wondering if you could start off by telling us how you even heard about user experience in the first place. Yeah, it's a kind of a crazy, sad story. So I was going through a really bad breakup at the time. And oh, no. I was like, life crisis. I was a junior in college and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do with my anthropology degree? I have like a year left. I was like, I need to figure out what I'm going to do. And I think I just scoured Google for (laughs) days and stumbled upon like UX um, and specifically user experience research because there's, there's, different fields within user experience. There's design, there's development, and then there's research. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not very creative. So I, I like need to do, uh, either like web development or research. And I, at the time I was volunteering at KTSW and, uh, on a whim got like hired for their web development. And I told, the director at KTSW for web development. I was like, hey, I want to do like UX stuff. And he was like, oh, sweet. Like we can do this. And uh, I tried and I failed to do web development for KTSW. (laughs) Um, And so I was like, okay, so now I know like research is for sure the like field that I've narrowed down what I can do. Um, And so I did some more research, tried to find internships and was failing really hard. And that's when I found you, Tori. I was like, oh, my God, I need help. Like there are so many gatekeepers to getting into this industry. And like I don't even know where to start because I haven't done a traditional degree in like human computer factors um, and other sorts of majors that are more geared towards that uh there definitely are some majors within like the communications college uh, like masscom that are more focused on that kind of study and i just didn't have the experience so i was like how do i do this and uh i found you and also uh dr hatter the internship coordinator for anthropology so i went to both of you guys and i said please help (laughs) (laughs) well Clearly, you made it happen because you have a whole career in that field now. So that's why I'm, I'm so excited to catch up and hear all about it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Tori and I were, were geeking out a little bit because I think, you know, so a little bit of the, a little tiny bit of the research we did about UX is so, it like, it's such a, I don't know, there's so many different aspects and we know that different majors can go into that field and be very successful. So, 
We know that you work at Indeed, which is really cool because while we use Jobs for Cats as our you know primary jobs database that we're sort of pitching, uh, we know that Indeed and some other platforms like that are really great as students are beginning that journey. Um, so can you tell us, since we're, again, geeking out a little bit, what is a day in your daily work life like? Oh, gosh. Um, I open my laptop. Uh, I check emails to see if any new meetings have happened. Um, and then I check my Google calendar. So we, we work primarily out of Google. Um, and that's like our... That's how we keep track of everything. So I'll check my calendar, see what meetings are coming up. Um, and then I'll try and triage different projects that I have going on um, and different meetings, like people that I need to meet with. And I try to like look at the agendas for each meeting beforehand so that I know what's going on. But um, honestly, like just a normal week is like filled with meetings and it's kind of hard to get some work done sometimes. And um <laughs> There's indeed is a very like meetings heavy culture. Um, and I think since we've started work from home, I mean, I've only been at indeed since like COVID has happened. Um, so all I've known is just meetings and <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting, but depending on like what projects are going on will really depend on what your day looks like. Um, if I'm doing user interviews, majority of the day is like taken up by those interviews and I try not to overburden myself or my teammates mm -hmm. by like uh, going to meetings or like telling that I won't telling them that I won't be at meetings. Um, and it's very easy company to like communicate with your team members like they're totally understanding if you're like, hey, I just need like a minute. I've had back to back meetings all day. Um, I'll be like five minutes late or do I really need to attend this meeting? And they'll, they'll let you know. So it's, it's very easy to like talk to them. I don't know. And especially my team and my manager, like they're very understanding. Um, so it, it makes coming to work very easy for me. That makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good, it's a good balance. Well, yeah. I don't know if having a bunch of meetings is a great balance depending <laughs> on your personality, but yeah, it, it's nice when people can be understanding when it comes yeah. to those, like uh, the the meetings you were talking about specifically about like a asking users questions and the research component, what does that all entail? Uh, so it depends on each project um, and it, it also depends on the method that you use. So user interviews, uh, you'll have a discussion guide prepared beforehand uh, that you use for every participant um, and you just use that as like a guiding piece for your conversation. Um, depending on, you know, what they have to say, it can change on the spot. Um, and that's where some finesse comes into play as being a UX researcher. Like you have to know which questions to dig deeper into. Um, and like based on their responses, like how you're going to guide the rest of the discussion. Um, and so that's been the most challenging part for me, I think, uh, is just like knowing when to dig deeper. And I've had conversations with this about this with my manager um, and she said it just takes time, you know. So that's for user interviews. There are a bunch of different kinds of other methods like uh, focus groups. Um, there's also moderated and unmoderated concept testing. And so 
the unmoderated is just like we use I think it's usertesting.com and we will like have a discussion guide set up kind of like we'll have prompts for different tasks and a user that's signed up for user testing will go in and they'll start recording and if depending on the prototype that we're using or whatever concept we're testing it will affect what their tasks look like and how they're recording their interview um and that's those are super fun for me because I get to just like sit back and watch the recording of them like doing whatever they're doing and then I just take notes based on what they're doing. That's awesome. That's so cool. A, a little quick side note. Like what is the maybe like what's the strangest or the coolest thing that you've had to like either observe someone working with or like sort of digging down deeper into? Um I don't know if I have like one of those moments. I do know that recently I was in a user interview and this woman had a, a parrot sitting on the back of her chair. And I didn't know that it was a parrot until I saw like feathers like spread out behind her. And I said, <laughs> I like couldn't say anything in the moment because I was like, I really need to get through this interview. But then at the end of it, I was like, I'm sorry, I have to just like bring up something. Do you have a <laughs> parrot behind you? And she was like, oh my God, yes, <laughs> that's my bird. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> she was apologizing. And I was like, no, this has been like the best thing that's happened all day. <laughs> that's so funny. That's uh, the biggest, well, one of the positives through this whole COVID thing is all the pets on the calls. <laughs> like all of the student appointments I have, there's dogs, there's cats. I have not interfaced with any birds yet. So that's pretty cool. Um, uh, Angela, I had a question referring back to what you had mentioned about you maybe not having the most traditional degree to get into this field. I, if I remember correctly, I think you majored in anthropology and geography. And so I was wondering, what did you say or what did you do to sell those degrees to whoever was listening about maybe giving you a UX internship or a job? Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think. So first of all, um, my very first UX research internship was at Nobility, and that was through Dr. Hatter. Um, oh, he good. was able to get my foot in the door that way. And what I was doing there wasn't necessarily UX research. So it would be considered more of a UX research coordinator where I was doing tech checks with participants. Um, I would do like sort of the grunt work of UX research, if that makes sense, where I was doing time on task uh, tasks and then um, just doing a lot of coordination and logistics. So scheduling and recruiting participants, that kind of stuff. And so when I, I found uh, the internship at Indeed, I landed an interview. Um, and that was also a very roundabout way that I got there too. But in the interview, I was able to leverage both degrees because I had taken a uh, research methods course for geography mm -hmm. where I combined I'm I'm more of like a human geographer so I've always been interested in like people and geography and so I, I took the anthropology aspect and I combined it into that research methods class um, and it was with Dr. Christy Townsend that I took this class with and my research project for that class was um it was understanding HIV awareness among Texas State undergraduates 
And so I kind mm-hmm. of flipped it to combine both majors into that one project. And that single project was what I leveraged the most in my interview with Indeed for my internship. Um, and I asked my manager, like after I had already, I think it was when my internship was ending, actually, like we all went out for a happy hour and I was like, so why did you like pick me to be your intern? And my manager was like, oh, well, um, you were really passionate about the research that you were talking about when you had done in school. Um, and there was just something in your voice and the inflection and interest that you had about the uh, methodology, your research question, and how you delivered it. That really impressed me. And I was like, oh, just in my brain, I was like, thank you, Dr. Townsend. Like, I owe you everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, yeah, that, I, I remember that passion because I remember – and I think I want to talk about it later, but I know you had some additional hurdles that you had to jump through and you just didn't, you just didn't stop. You're like, I'm going to make this happen. And you just didn't give up, which I love. Um, oh, wait, I guess I can talk about that now. <laughs> Zachary, cut that part out. Uh, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but like I was saying, I remember you had some additional curveballs. Like I think a lot of the meet and greets and the networking opportunities were maybe at bars. And I think you were under 21 at the time. Like, I don't know, just fill us in on what those curveballs were and, um, and how you overcame them, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. So I never actually like went to meetup groups. Um, okay. I, cause they're, they're, that was a big hurdle. Like a lot of the meetups, um, on like the meetup app were for bars and like those kinds of situations. So I was like, well, I can't exactly ask an entire group of people to like not go to a bar. (laughs) Um, And I reached out to people on LinkedIn um, and I actually found this, I don't remember how I found her. It was maybe on YouTube or on LinkedIn, but she was a, a UX designer. And I, like, reached out to her over email and, like, she was more than happy to meet with me. And, like, I I guess I did my first user interview with her where I was just asking her, I was like, hey, like, I'm really interested in this field. It seems kind of difficult to get into and it looks like you've been doing this for a couple years now. And she gave me um, some, like, resources for different UX organizations in Austin and um, I, like, looked into them, joined meetup groups. Um, I never actually went to anything. But um, <laughs> I had a, a list of just a bunch of different resources. And I just did more research on them and their background. And everything just kind of fell into place because then my internship with Nobility happened. And then summer came and I was interning at Indeed. And then I sweated a lot the like final semester after that internship <laughs> because I was about to graduate uh-huh. and um, none of my fellow interns from Indeed had heard anything about like positions being offered. So I was like every day that it kept getting closer to December 13th, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to like cry <laughs> if I don't hear back. Cause I was applying to jobs too, just like randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were all UX research positions. And one day my old manager texted me and she was like, 
hey, I need to call you really quick. And I was like, okay. And she called me and she was like, <laughs> me and um, Bowie, who was a coworker of mine when I was an intern, that like we became close friends. She was like, we're currently popping a bottle of champagne because – uh, we want to offer you a position. And I was like, I remember exactly where I was. I was standing at the um, the bus loop right behind Evans. And I was just like, <laughs> I think I just stopped walking. And I like almost started crying. I was like, oh, oh my God. I was like, I could actually die right here, right now. And she was like, don't do that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it was just, it was such a great moment because it was so, there was like a release. Like I wasn't going to have to worry about um, mm-hmm. what I was going to do post-grad. Um, and then, and, and yeah, I'm here. <laughs> so cool. Oh, man. Oh, I guess that's it, Zachary. <laughs> um, so our super last question that is really, really cheesy is how has your user experience been with our podcast? <laughs> Uh, Just kidding. <laughs> you don't have to answer. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay, can't, we can't put that in. That's just for fun. <laughs> A Walk Across Texas State is hosted by Bridget Sarbu and Tori Graham. Zachary Webb is our producer and editor. Music by Richard Hall. For free resources and additional information about our services, head over to careerservices.txstate.edu and follow us on social media at TXSTCareers. Don't forget to like and subscribe to hear new episodes every other Tuesday each semester. Thanks for listening, and we will see you soon.